Present in the Pain podcast, and I'm Eileen Tully. And after a brief trailer episode to introduce myself last week, uh, I'm back this week to share a little bit more of my own story of loss. I talked a little bit last time about how it was 11 years after my daughter had died. And in 2011, my husband and I had three little boys at home. We had had an early miscarriage after our second son was born, and that experience was my first taste of the loss of a child, and it was very, very profound and difficult, and I found myself grieving and in pain, not just physical pain, but just emotional pain over the loss of this precious little baby that was with us for such a short time, for a very long time. And that was surprising to me how intense it was. But then we went on to have a healthy pregnancy with our third and found out that we were expecting twins (laughs) as our next pregnancy. So we were going to have five children under the age of five at home. And it took us quite some time to wrap our minds around that. But um, we went in for my 20-week visit with the perinatologist, and um, they discovered that the twins were sick, and they had something called twin-to-twin transfusion syndrome. They also learned that they were girls, so that was exciting to find out. But our twin girls were very sick, and we needed to have an in-utero surgery if there was any hope of saving them. So we quickly went to uh, a local children's hospital in Philadelphia and had several diagnostic appointments there. And as soon as possible, a few days later, we did have that in utero surgery to try to help our girls survive. Uh, But the day after we discovered that one of our daughters had died, that was our little Fiona But her sister, Bridget, was still alive. And so for the next eight weeks, I stayed on bed rest at home and tried to take care of my little boys while keeping their baby sister safe in utero. And that was its own special set of challenges. But then my water broke a little early at 28 weeks, and uh, I was in the hospital for a few days trying to keep her in there, but then she was delivered. And things were never very easy for our sweet little Bridget, who um, lived in the NICU at one hospital, and then a few days later had to be airlifted to a higher level NICU at another hospital. And as the flight crew was getting her ready for taking the helicopter ride to the new hospital, one of the doctors just came up to me and said, I have to be honest with you, it's a seven-minute helicopter ride, and I'm not sure she's going to survive it. So my husband quickly grabbed some water, some sterile water, and baptized her, and off she went to this new hospital where she would live for 40, I guess it would be 43 days And the NICU experience is its own set of ups and downs and complications. And our little Bridget would 
encounter an obstacle and then come through it and then have another obstacle and then come through. And so we were really feeling pretty assured that she would just need to continue to grow and come home. Then uh, one day I went in to visit her and she had contracted an infection. She had some fluid in her lungs and they, um, you know, they gave her a little bit of PT on her chest just to try to keep the fluid moving. But by the time I got home that day after visiting with her, they called shortly afterwards and said, you need to come back in. She's not doing well. And so I went back, my husband and I drove back. It was about an hour away and we watched her die. We just watched uh, her. She coded and the hospital personnel all came and tried worked on her little body to try to save her. And she died ultimately that night. So within just about 12 hours of acquiring this infection, she was gone. And I will say that the pain that I had after that whole experience of caring and then losing our girls one after the other was unlike anything I have ever experienced in my life. And so I thought that I would share with you a series on grief. I thought we would do that here on the podcast. The first thing we'll do is a series about grief. Because I had lost relatives before, my grandparents had died, an uncle had died, I even had a classmate die uh, who was hit by a car when I was in high school, and that was sad and tragic, but the grieving was nothing like what I was experiencing, and it really left me just struggling to figure out how to navigate it. And I can imagine that there are probably other people out there in this deep stage of grief, feeling the same way. You may have heard of the five stages of grief, um, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And those seem very neat, but I really struggled to figure out where I was. And it felt much more like just a huge jumble of feelings and bouncing around from one to the other instead of just going on this path from losing my daughters to finally reaching acceptance. So I thought I'd start us off with this quote that I love from St. Augustine. It says this, Of necessity, we must be sorrowful when those whom we love leave us in death, although we know that they have not left us behind forever, but only gone ahead of us. Still, when death seizes our loved ones, Our loving hearts are saddened by death itself. Thus the Apostle Paul does not tell us not to grieve, but not to grieve like those who are without hope. And I'll just stop that quote right there to talk about this verse that he's referencing. It's 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 and 14 that say, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. 
So St. Augustine goes on to say, Let us grieve, therefore, over the necessity of loving our loved ones in death, but with the hope of being reunited with them. If we are afflicted, we still find consolation. Our weakness weighs us down, but our faith bears us up. We sorrow over the human condition, but we find our healing in the divine promise. And so the question we're left with then is how do we grieve with hope? And I think the best example for us of that is our Blessed Mother, who grieved so much, but always with perfect virtue, with perfect faith, with perfect hope in God's plan, with perfect love of her Son and of God. And so that's why she is the guide for me and for us on this journey of healing from this pain of child loss. But I think that the first step to grieving with hope is to understand grief. So that's why I wanted to do that series first. We have to know that what we're experiencing, which is so, so complex and and complicated, what we're experiencing is normal and it's part of grieving. And we're not alone in feeling these things, even though it feels very isolating and lonely. So in this series, first I thought we would talk about just the intensity and the duration of grief that is so unexpected. It affects every part of our lives, and it lasts way longer than we think it should and than other people think it should. And so the pressure that we put on ourselves and that others put on us to be to have moved on, to be over it, to be healed, is just, it, it complicates the experience of grieving so much. Then I thought we would talk about trauma. We can discuss what it is and what it isn't and how it might be affecting us and also serving to complicate our grief. If we're having flashbacks and all of these physical sensations of anxiety that come from what we witnessed and what we experienced in losing our child, then it makes it much more difficult and takes much longer to heal. Next, I thought we would talk about secondary losses. This was a term that was new to me until I took a grief share course at a local church after our daughters died. Secondary losses are the other things and the other experiences that we lose besides just losing the person of our child. Next, we'll talk about the changes in our relationships that come from our losses, that come from the experience of needing to heal, that come from people not understanding how long and intense the grieving process is. Our relationships with our friends, our spouse, and other people can change dramatically, and that can only serve to complicate things further sometimes. And then finally, we'll talk about a change in our relationship with God because sometimes even if we have the best, sometimes even if we have a really good relationship with God before our loss, in the pain of it, it can feel hard to find that hope. It can feel different, like things have been a little strained. Maybe it's hard to pray. So all of these things I think are so important to talk about if we want to learn how to grieve with hope because we have to understand what happens to us in the grieving process. And if we can understand what what that is and come to recognize that what we're feeling is normal, 
then we can know that there is an, uh, another side of it and we can have hope for things getting better in the future. We can accept that this is just a temporary thing that we're going through and that temp- by temporary, it still might take years and years, but we can have hope that there is, it's going to end and it's going to get better. So because I think it's so important to know that we're not alone when we're experiencing all of these different and difficult and complex aspects of grief, I would love to share with you a new community online that I have created. It's called the Present in the Pain Community, and it's outside of social media, and it's just a small online community just for grieving mothers. It's a place to discuss our own experiences of grief. It's a place to talk about the podcast topics. It's a place to also go deeper into some of these things with a video series that I have created, um, some some live meetups and phone calls, video calls that we can do together and with other people. So it's a really a place for connection and support and encouragement. And all of these things serve to help our healing process so much. So I look forward to starting this series with you on grief and talking about what is involved in grieving the loss of a child and and hopefully helping you to know that you're not alone in some of the things that you're feeling that feels so overwhelming and complicated. And I also hope you check the show notes below for the link to my new online community because it's a place where you can come and share your story with other people to find encouragement from others and to know that you're not alone. And all of this leads to our healing from grief and our learning how to grieve with hope. So until next week, I'm Eileen Tully and I'm so thankful you're here. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, please consider hitting subscribe and leaving a review so that other people are better able to find it. Also, if you're interested in becoming a supporter of the show in any amount, it would be helpful for maintaining the podcast hosting and production costs. Thanks for prayerfully considering that.